0: Welcome to GeoThoughts, I'm Drew Bush. The 2016 GeoThink Summer Institute wrapped up during the second week of May at Ryerson University in Toronto. Held annually as part of a five-year Canadian Social Sciences and Humanities Research Council partnership grant, each year, the Summer Institute devotes three days of hands-on learning to topics important to research taking place in the grant. The 35 students at this year's Institute learn difficult lessons about applying actual open data to civic problems through group work and interactions with Toronto City officials, local organizations, and GeoThink faculty. The last day of the Institute culminated in a writing skill incubator that gave participants the chance to practice communicating even the driest details of work with open data in a manner that grabs the attention of the public. On day one, students confronted the challenge of working with municipal open data sets to craft new applications that could benefit cities and their citizens. The day focused on an open data iron shaft that takes its name from the popular television show of the same name. GeoThink.ca spoke to the convener of the open data iron shaft while students were still hard at work on their apps for the competition, Richard Pietro, OGT Productions, and we try to socialize open government and open data. We have such a variety of skill sets in the room, experience level, ages, genders, ethnicities. I think it's one of the most mixed sort of Open Data Iron Chefs that I've ever done. So I'm just excited to see the the potential just based on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think they're off to a great start. They're definitely know, eager. That, that was clear from the onset. As soon as we said, go, everybody got into their teams, and it's as though their conversation mm-hmm. was like, as though they had been having this, this conversation for years. For many students, the experience was a memorable one. Groups found the competition interesting as they worked to conceptualize an application for most of the afternoon before presenting it to the Institute as a whole. More in general, just about the. Um just about the sort of the challenge that we have today. It's kind of uh, interesting coming from, like, an academic sort of standpoint, um, uh, especially um, in my Master of Arts, it, there's a lot of theory around, like, the potential benefits of open data. So it's kind of nice to actually, like, be uh, working on, on something that, that, you know, could potentially have, uh, you know, real implications, you know. That's Mark Gill, a student in attendance from the University of British Columbia, Okinawan. His group worked with open data from the Association of Bay Area Governments Resilience Program to better inform neighborhoods about their level of vulnerability to natural hazards such as earthquakes, floods, or storms. The application they later conceptualized allowed users to measure their general neighborhood vulnerability. Specific users could also enter their socioeconomic data to gain their own individual vulnerability. On day two, students heard from four members of GeoThink's faculty on their unique disciplinary perspectives on how to value open data. Here we catch up with GeoThink head Renee Sieber, an associate professor in McGill University's Department of Geography and School of Environment, as she provided students a summary of methods for evaluating open data. Sieber started her talk by detailing many of the common quantitative metrics used, including the counting of applications generated at a hackathon, the number of citizens engaged, or the economic output from a particular data set.
1: There is a huge leap to where you start to think about, how do you quantify the improvement of citizen participation? How do you quantify um, the increased democracy or the increased accountability that you might have? Uh, So you can certainly assign a metric to it, But how do you actually attach a value to that metric? So I basically have a series of questions around open data evaluation. Uh, I don't have a lot of answers at this point. But
0: there are sorts of questions I'd like you to, um, to consider. After hearing from the four faculty members, students spent the rest of the day working in groups to first create measures to value open data, and second, role play how differing sectors might use a specific type of data. In between activities on day two, students also heard from a panel of municipal officials and representatives of Toronto-based organizations working with open data. On day three, students transitioned to taking part in a writing skill incubator workshop run by Ryerson University School of Journalism associate professors, Anne Rahala and April Lindgren. Students were able to learn from the extensive experience both professors have had in the journalism profession.
1: So I'm going to actually talk a little bit about more broadly about uh, getting your message out in different ways including uh, and culminating with the idea of writing a piece of opinion. Uh, And you know today is going to be mostly about writing and structuring an op-ed piece but I thought um, I want to spend a few minutes talking about the mechanics of getting your message out, some sort of practical things you can do. Uh, And, of course, this is increasingly important for all the reasons that Anne was talking about and also because the research-granting institutions uh, are putting such an emphasis on on research dissemination. Uh, In other words, getting uh, the results of your work out to organizations and uh, people who can use it.
0: For most of her talk, Lindgarden focused on three specific strategies.
1: So, uh, one is becoming recognized as an expert and being
0: interviewed by
1: the news media about your area of expertise. The second is about using Twitter to disseminate uh, your work. And then the third is how to get your op ed um, or your opinion writing published in the mainstream news media, uh, whether it's a newspaper, an online site. or even if you're writing for your own blog or the the research project or the blog blog of the research project that you're working on.
0: Both Lindgren and Rauhala emphasized how important it is for academics to share their work to make a difference and enrich the public debate. Such a theme is central to GeoThink, which emphasizes partnerships between researchers and actual practitioners in government, private, and nonprofit sectors. Such collaboration makes possible unique research that has direct impacts on civil society. At the Institute, this focus was illustrated by an invitation GeoThink extended to Civic Tech Toronto for a hackathon merging the group's members with GeoThink students. Taking place on the evening of day two, the Hack Night featured a talk by Sieber and hands-on work on the issues Toronto's citizens find most important to address in their city. Much like the institute itself, the night gave students a chance to apply their skills and knowledge to real applications in the city they were visiting. GeoThoughts are brought to you by geothink.ca and generous funding from Canada's Social Sciences and Humanities Research Council.